You're listening to Rhodey Radio, Rhode Island Library Radio, online. I'm Will Gregerson, Community Services Librarian at Warwick Public Library in Warwick, Rhode Island. Today on Rhodey Radio, we'll meet Lorenz Spears, Executive Director of Tomaquag Museum in Exeter, Rhode Island. Loren explores the vibrant and dynamic work of Rhode Island's only Indigenous museum and looks at the many programs and events it offers. We'll start the show with a recording from the Tomaquag Museum Archive of an original Narragansett flute composition written and played by Ridge Spears. Hello, everyone. I'm Lorenz Spears. I'm the executive director of Tomaquag Museum, and my traditional name is Makasni Pashao, and I am Narragansett Niantic. Welcome to the homelands of the Narragansett people. Tomaquag Museum. Uh, has a wonderful new exhibit right now called Warrior Women, thinking about the 19th Amendment and the influence of indigenous matrilineal uh, societies and matrilineal leadership that participated in influencing the 19th Amendment and showing that women can be leaders and um, culture bearers and warriors of different types. We are featuring local women, regional women, and national indigenous women and their impact on society today and in our history. So come check us out. Uh, The museum is open by appointment only during this COVID-19 time. For everyone's safety, please call 401-491-9063 to schedule your private tour. And you can learn more about the details of that on our website. Along with that new exhibit on warrior women, we have many other exhibits in our museum where you can learn more about indigenous people, indigenous lifeways, issues like food sovereignty and food sustainability and heritage seeds. Um, that's a very important issue today as we learn more and more about how our own environment here in what we call the state of Rhode Island only gets about 10% of its food from Rhode Island and how that sometimes promotes food insecurities within our communities. Um, And you can learn about the Narragansett Food Sovereignty Initiative here at the museum. So we do lots of different uh, programs here at the museum. Right now we're doing lots of virtual uh, tours and programs. Um, Just this past week we did a wonderful beading tour where you can learn how to do a double-strand necklace over Zoom. And we are doing uh, a variety of virtual programming, uh, everything from learning about environmental justice and indigenous rights uh, to learning about um, the census and the history of that. 
which you can learn more about through our Belongings blog on our website, org, and then Belongings blog. So there are lots of topics that we're talking about in our community and in our society today, and environmental justice is one of them, As and I talk about how that is related directly to indigenous rights. And so when you're reading the Declaration of Independence, the next time you might take a look at the actual words there and how even though indigenous people, which this is a true fact even today, have the highest number per capita of service in the U.S. armed forces, and even though we fought for the independence that became the beginning of this new country, um, the indigenous people were subjugated within that structure and within the actual document of the Declaration of Independence, where we were called merciless Indian savages whose known rules of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. Throughout our museum, we frame many of the things that we're looking at, the cultural belongings, in the construct of the pursuit of happiness, an indigenous view, and look at how, through our history, we were denied certain things through the colonial construct, but we also look at how we pursue our happiness through uh, cultural continuation, through food sovereignty, through literature and writing, through the arts, through the sciences, through spirituality, and through ingenuity. And so throughout this museum, you can learn more about all of those things, everything from basketry and weaving to beadwork and traditional clothing to uh, pottery and about Ellison Tarzan Brown, who is a very famous Narragansett athlete who won the Boston Marathon not once but twice. And he um, is so instrumental in the visibility of the Narragansett people uh, during the time of detribalization, when the state of Rhode Island in the 1880s detribalized the Narragansett people and Narragansett nation was no more on paper. So you can learn about that legal genocide that took place and how we and our ancestors and elders fought back and in 1983 became a federally recognized tribal nation and acknowledged yet again by the U.S. federal government as a domestic sovereign. And you also can learn and see um, a, a, an amazing mural that was done by the students at Nuitawan School and the, the artist Debbie Spears Moorhead um, that you can learn about how we look at that historical trauma and how we um, reflect on it, learn from it, and heal from it along the way. And so our community is doing lots of wonderful things for people to learn here within the museum walls on those private tours. But you also can book your own virtual program as well as take advantage of the resources on our website where we have many, many, many resources. You can learn about upcoming programs such as our sci-fi uh, book club, which is every Tuesday night. It's free, and you can just join in. And with Silver Moon LaRose, our assistant director, who's been leading that program, I believe they are on the book The Marrow Thieves by Cherie Demoline. 
and then later we're going to be reading The Future Home of the Living God by Louise Erdrich. And each week they discuss the chapters that they were reading and the overall themes of the book. And what's really fun is we've been reading science fiction. Um, a lot of times as a Native museum, people think that the only things we want to talk about are the nonfiction books, which are really important, and we spend a lot of time talking about them and, and reading them with folks. But this is a lot of fun to get into the sci-fi and understand that indigenous authors are writing all genres uh, of literature. You also could join us for our annual Honoring and Cultural Showcase. It is free to attend this year. Um, it is going to be the week of the 9th of, of uh, November, and it's Monday through Friday of that week. And we're going to be honoring five amazing women um, that will be receiving various awards. Um, and we're going to be spotlighting their lives and their experiences and their contributions to this country as artists, as educators, as cultural leaders and entrepreneurs and artists and educators. And after each honoring segment, you will also get the um, beauty of a musical performance um, featuring storytellers and musicians and dancers and so art performances afterwards. So that's part of the cultural showcase. And that will be free this year and online virtually. And it's everyone's learning new tricks and how to do things in different kinds of ways. You can go to our YouTube page. Um, which is youtube.com slash Museum, and you can check out lots of uh, cultural performances and programs that we have recorded and put online. But the most exciting is our Children's Hour. We have Children's Hour on there, and right now our educator, Lindsay, um, has been animating Children's Hour, which incorporates traditional stories, uh, Narragansett language, um, fun facts around the topic. Uh, so if you're learning about cranberry Thanksgiving, you're learning some fun facts about the cranberry, you're hearing a uh, animated version of that traditional story, you're learning how to draw a cranberry. Um, in each episode, Lindsay, who's a very talented artist, uh, demonstrates for youth on how to draw um, the item that they are learning about. And this past week, it was the pumpkin. And it, it's been really fun because the kids and kids at heart have been posting their images online of what they've been drawing and what they've been learning. So join us on Children's Hour. So there are so many wonderful things that you can do here at Tomaquag Museum. Um, I mentioned our belongings blog before. But there's so many wonderful topics there that you can learn about. But something that's been coming up a lot lately is people want to understand land acknowledgments and how to acknowledge the land in which you're on and whose homeland it is. As you might have noticed at the beginning, I mentioned that you're on the homeland of the Narragansett people. And um, that is something I can say in the way that I said it, but as organizations and people, I cannot, you have to learn how to do that. And in our belongings blog, we have a guide to land acknowledgement so you can learn more about how to create your own and what things you should be thinking about. Um, 
We also have the Pursuit of Happiness and Environmental Justice and Indigenous Rights short film series that is included from our blog and onto our YouTube page. So there's lots of resources that you can do. One of the other partnerships that we have is we've worked with the Rhode Island Council on the Humanities on the Road Tour, and that is a great resource. You go to roadtour.org, and you can learn about the First Peoples and the First Peoples Road Tour, um, where we spotlight leaders from the 1600s, 1700s, all the way through today, uh, starting with Canonicus, Myantinomi, Quiapin, and Ninigret, the sachems at that time period, as well as um, Ellison Tarzan Brown, Eleanor and Ferris Dove, the owners and operators of Dovecrest Indian Restaurant from the 1960 to 1984, and their entrepreneurial spirit and the work that they did as leaders in the Native community, as well as the intersection between the Native community and the general uh, Rhode Island and United States experience. Um, and you can learn more about them in that road tour as well as here at Tomaquag Museum. And you also can learn more about the Narragansett Food Sovereignty Initiative led by Dawn and Cassius Spears through the roadtour.org. I believe it's uh, tour number 35 in which you can uh, learn about all of those different people and experiences, and you can actually travel around the state looking for um, those places that are mentioned, so you could visit some historical sites or monuments and resources around the state um, that connect to those tours. That's why it's called a road tour, as in Rhode Island um, tour, and you can do it virtually, but you also can go to some of those places, and on the tours, it gives you an idea of, of the places that you can be. So Tomaquag Museum has been very busy um, trying to create experiences for the community so that they can learn more about Native American history and culture um, through the arts, through environmental knowledge, um, and a variety of educational experiences. We also have um, Quarantine Creatives, which is a virtual series where we've been interviewing Native American artists that participated in our Strawberry Thanksgiving virtual art show. And our next one is November 20th, and we'll be interviewing uh, Catherine Myrtle and learning more about her art, what inspires her heart art, how it connects to her indigenous culture, and how it reflects what's going on in the world today, whether that is the social justice movements or COVID-19 or other health disparities. So those are all things that we are discussing and talking about. Um, you know, our, our ancestors dealt with pandemics and disease, um, in our history, and we're also dealing with this now. So we also do a presentation that talks about that legacy of, of pandemic and the, the effects of that on indigenous communities, um, both physically as well as mentally, as well as part of that historical trauma that has taken place. So there are so many things that are going on here 
at Tomaquag Museum, and we hope that um, you'll come for a visit um, and plan your private tour or, or book your virtual program or just check us out online, tomaquagmuseum.org, and visit all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, to have access to these resources. We're so excited um, because we are able, even during these very difficult times, to support Native artists through art contests and art interviews as part of our Indigenous Empowerment Network and the work that we do to ensure um, access to education, job training, entrepreneurship, and business development for Native youth and, and um, artists and the Native community as a whole. And right now we have a partnership uh, with the National Park Service that is allowing uh, Native youth to have internships here at Tomaquag Museum and later, as COVID-19 allows, allow them to learn about the jobs and experiences of working for the National Park Service. So there's so many different wonderful things that are going on, and each of these things couldn't happen without support from our, our public audience that um, has been supporting Tomaquag Museum and our grant funders, um, the New England Foundation for the Arts, the Rhode Island Council on the Humanities, the Rhode Island State Council on the Arts, the United Way, that have all given support um, for Tomaquag Museum during this COVID-19 challenging times. And so we hope that you have the opportunity to visit us soon and to experience uh, the work that we do and find how it might um, enrich your life and how the resources online uh, can help your students as they're learning. If you go to our website to tomaquagmuseum.org slash resources, there's a myriad of materials to support um, students and teachers and as we're all homeschooling or virtual schooling our children, think of it as a resource for you to um, help them understand um, indigenous culture, life ways, and the arts, and much more. I believe that I will say peace ganache or see you later, and hopefully you will come join us at Tomaquag Museum and experience indigenous culture and learn through the exhibits and programs and opportunities and events and engage with us in wonderful art and culture activities. Katavatosh, thank you. Thank you so much, Loren, for spending this time with us. To learn more about Tomaquag Museum, or to schedule a tour, visit the Tomaquag Museum website at tomaquagmuseum.org. Rhodey Radio is a project of the Office of Library and Information Services and is made possible by a grant from the Rhode Island Council for the Humanities. This is Rhodey Radio, Rhode Island Library Radio, online.